0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Sunday, October 25th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen back in the studio with Sugar Shane Caldwell for the Week 7 Primetime Podcast. And Shane, with all these moving schedules, it's kind of hard to keep track of. But as the slate has developed, we've got the shootout set up with Seattle and Arizona. And then we've got a much more defensive-minded matchup
1: between the Bears and Rams on Monday night. Yeah, it kind of worked out for the NFL that they had a scare in that Tampa Bay-Las Vegas game, and they were able just to flex this uh, matchup, which was already looking to be a really dynamic, high-scoring matchup here for Seattle at Arizona. So it kind of worked out for them. I think they're going to get overall probably even better viewership for the Sunday night primetime game now, having this game instead of the the other game, which was still going to be a decent poll. But I don't know. Russell Wilson versus Kyler Murray, two of the best young quarterbacks in the league and two exciting teams here. So... I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great situation to be in for Sunday night football. I'm glad we can break this one down. Yeah, I'm excited for it and excited
0: about the high total and we'll bring you those numbers courtesy of our presenting sponsor betus.com.pa. That's the place to go for all your sports wagering and casino action. Make sure you use that promo code coachtalk all one word for your first deposit, get that 125% match. And Shane, the betus.com.pa numbers here the over-under in the first one is 54 and a half. Seattle favored by three and a half on the road. And that's the 8-20 kickoff now, Sunday night, Eastern time. And just to compare it here, the Monday night game, current line is Rams favored by six at home, and the total is only 45 as the Rams will play host to the Bears. So obviously looking much more like a shootout in game one. So the question is, how much of our exposure can we get? Uh, to what is looking like a potential back-and-forth
1: shootout. Yeah, I mean, you want to obviously. I think most people's strategy is they're gonna you know, they're gonna concentrate on this first game, but they, you know, but I think the the deciding factor could be if you can hit a couple good plays in the second game as well, because uh, you're gonna have to find some value somewhere or find someone that's a little bit lower on somewhere in this slate here, uh, you know. Because so the other game is a, a defensive matchup, but the first game's looking good here. I mean, it's kind of gonna first you have to debate: are you gonna go Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray? A lot of experts have Kyler Murray the number one rated uh, quarterback for the for Week Seven here, um, but I think Russell Wilson's still safer. Kyler Murray, you're, you're highly dependent on his rushing ability here, and I have a feeling Seattle has the personnel to put a spy on him to maybe limit him a little bit. I know he's super quick and he's hard to stop, and the when he takes off running, but I feel like Seattle has the personnel to limit him a little bit in the running game and to cause enough pressure and issues to throw him off in the passing game a little bit. I think he'll still get his, but I trust Russell Wilson more. Russell Wilson's going to have a ton of time just to pick apart the Arizona secondary. So I think that just like we were talking about in the main slate, kind of leaning, paying up for Russell Wilson here. And then, of course, you can pair him with his his targets there, Lockett and Metcalf being the primary targets. Um, Lockett is uh, – it's interesting because when you look at the matchups here, Lockett is, is lot, a lot cheaper on uh teams, but he's a little bit more expensive on FanDuel, which is interesting. So I think on FanDuel, you're a little bit contrarian if you pay up uh, uh, for the $100 more to play Lockett, because everyone's going to go to Metcalf there. And so Lockett is looking like he might be the better play, even though DK Metcalf's been getting more targets recently. Lockett will be mostly matched up in the slot uh, against Byron Murphy, who's an okay corner, but definitely beatable here. Uh, Metcalf is projected to be on probably Drake or Patrick, but I kind of have a feeling they're going to use Buda Baker to help bracket coverage him as well. If you've seen Buda Baker play last week, you know, he's really tough and physical safety. He's all over the place. So if 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 I'm uh, the coach there for uh, Arizona, I'm looking to double team Metcalf and take take away some of those deep shots. And, you know, uh, because he can really break a lot of tackles and, and uh, hit you with those deep shots. Uh, so I think that's why Lockett is looking like a sneaky play here. Uh, being that he hasn't really done anything lately, and he might have one of those blow-up games. Uh, and I think that you also like Lockett in this game as is, is well, so um, it, it's kind of shaping up, or you can just get both of them.
0: You certainly could get both of them. Uh,
1: yeah. I think it's worth a look in this
0: primetime slate because uh, my favorite uh, aspect of this of either matchup is the Seattle passing attack, and we have talked about on other shows this week how – on paper, Kyler Murray has the better matchup. Uh, Seattle last against the pass. But uh, their competition has not been as strong. And so I think uh, Russell Wilson is is the guy to go with here. I agree with you. He's, he's safer than Murray. I'm, I'm willing to pay up. And so you could pair him with both of those guys. Um, if I have to go with one, I am going to stick with Lockett here. And with the rest of these passing targets on Seattle, I think you have to look at them, especially on this two-game primetime slate. So David Moore is very cheap on DraftKings. He's only 3,100, and there's a guy you could get at lower ownership. And he's coming off a week when he didn't get any catches. He had three targets but zero receptions. The week before that, he was much more effective. And we've talked about him before in in these primetime slates. He's a guy who can be the difference maker— if he catches a long one, they will target him deep. So there's a guy you could get uh, to save some money. Obviously, you could look at the tight end in Olsen. Uh, this is not the best tight end slate we've ever seen. Uh, it's really in stark contrast to some of the other primetime slates we've broken down. Um, so you could go there. And then with the running backs, you know, with my initial build here, I haven't really gotten to the Seattle running backs Uh, Carson hasn't been very high in terms of volume with carries. He has been involved in the passing game. But we should mention that Carlos Hyde looks like he's going to be back in finally. He hasn't played since week three. Uh, So that should take uh, Homer out of the equation. So uh, there's the breakdown on Seattle. Let's look over at Arizona here. And if we don't go with Murray, are you interested in any of their backs or receivers?
1: No, I, I... You know, you may not have a choice. I mean, you might have to depend on your lineup construction. Um, I guess if I was going to choose a running back, I probably wouldn't go back to Drake, even though he had a blow-up game against the Cowboys uh, last week there. I'd probably just pay down for Chase Edmonds and hope he catches a bunch of passes out of the backfield. I think he's really good in the passing game because it's just Arizona's offensive line against the Seattle defensive front has a huge run-blocking disadvantage here. It was like negative 53%. It's like, so basically they're not going to have much room to run at all here. They're not really that great of a running team anyway. So even though Drake was just running free and looked really good, he looked fast, and I think it was mostly just because the matchup against Dallas is a disoriented defense there. Uh, it's the best that I can explain it. Uh, you know, Drake, Drake. Are you yeah, talking looked- directly to Coach again? <laughs> no, I'm not. I think that I, I think even if uh, Coach wasn't a Dallas fan, that would still be the analysis here. <laughs> is true. Drake Drake looked like a pro bowler superstar, like kind of like he did last year. So Drake looked really good, but I don't think – uh, I'm going to get to him much here because I think it's a really tough matchup. And so it's kind of a pass funnel defense here for Seattle. So that does lend well for Kyler Murray, except for I think they'll limit his rushing. And I think Kyler Murray's not as efficient in the passing game. He's, you know, it takes a lot of volume. Uh, He makes some questionable decisions, so they might be able to get some interceptions and turnovers and put some pressure on him. Um, And when you don't have a running game, that doesn't set up the play action well. It doesn't balance you out in terms of the offensive game plan. It makes you one-dimensional. So I think Seattle will force them to be one-dimensional and will limit uh, Murray. Now, he's talented enough to get that garbage time production. You know uh, He definitely runs around a lot. He's going to make some plays, but I just don't like the Arizona side as much. Um, it's going to be a tough decision whether you can pay up for DeAndre Hopkins here. I think DeAndre Hopkins is not a great spot, but he just makes me nervous that he's been hobbled on an ankle injury. You know, it looks like he's probably going to come back and, and, and be just fine. He's got good coverage, you know, good matchup against Quentin Dunbar uh, for Seattle or Shaquille Griffin, depending on who he's on. So it looks good, it's just a matter of lineup construction. Can you get up to that price tag? I'm leaning towards on this slate. You know, probably on FanDuel, I think the pricing is pretty tight. I may have to fade Hopkins and hope some of these other wide receivers hit big because I don't think the lineup construction lends to having a great lineup and trying to fit Hopkins in there. And I don't know if Hopkins is going to naturally smash in the spot or not. So that's kind of where I'm at with that, even though that's, that's a difficult decision. But I do like Christian Kirk at the cheaper price. I thought he looked good. I know it was kind of a couple of fluky plays, but he just looked so fast and, you know, quick. And I think they're going to get him more targets involved now that he's back in the flow of things. I think he's going to be heavily involved here and he has a good matchup as well. And Patrick Peterson's just not as quick as he used to be. So I think Christian Kirk can definitely beat him deep. So I'll, I'll go to Christian Kirk at that lower price here.
0: Okay. Yeah. The more I, I break down this slate, the more and more I feel that picking the right pass catchers for Arizona it's going to be the difference uh, because there there are several of them. They're all at a different price, uh, you know, price level, and so it it does completely change your roster construction based on if you go with DeAndre Hopkins or not. I'm leaning towards trying to get him in there. I am concerned that he hasn't been practicing. He's got the ankle issue, but uh, I, I'm just going to bank on the fact that it's a primetime game. If he's out there, you know, he's gonna want to show off uh, and and have a big night. And uh and it is a great matchup. So I am looking there, and I you know, I I share the concern that you have about Murray just kind of missing some passes. He he missed some easy ones in that Dallas game, including uh Larry Fitzgerald was open in the corner of the end zone. He just completely overthrew him. So um, you know, I, I am concerned there, but I I do want to run it back because I'm gonna get so much exposure to this Seattle passing attack. I want to run it back with one or two pass catchers for Arizona. So I'm looking at Hopkins. Certainly Kirk is in play, Uh, Fitzgerald, even Isabella. uh, He could be that final piece as a flex uh, to get in there. So uh, we'll keep working with it. Um, And before we get to game two here, let's take a quick moment and hear from our partners at betus.com.pa.
2: Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sports book welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw dropping sign up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code Talk for 125% sign up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. Welcome back,
0: and thank you to our partners at BetUS.com.pa for providing that terrific sign-up bonus to our listeners. So be sure to use that promo code COACHTALK. Now, Shane, Game 2, as we mentioned on BetUS.com.pa, the Rams are six-point favorites at home against the Bears over under 45. I'm excited about this game. The Bears are five and one. Rams are four and two. Uh, you know, solid defenses on both sides.
1: They're going to get after it. How do you see this game playing out? You know, I can see where the Rams are six-point favorites because I feel like the Rams have the personnel and the defense to, to stop what Chicago's trying to do um, on offense there. Uh, you know, Chicago is not really that great of a run running team on offense, but now that Nick Foles is in there, they can do, they can do a little bit of damage in the passing game. And they really don't need to score that much to win because their defenses puts a ton of pressure on you They They can really shut you down on the pass and run. So in this game, I think, the Rams, normally you can run on them a little bit. I don't think Chicago is going to be able to run on them that much. I don't think Chicago's run game that great. And I think when Nick Foles is going to try to pass, he's going to be under a lot of pressure from Aaron Donald. And I think that their coverage is really good. They match up good. So I can see, I can see where Vegas has their total uh, lower here. So I just don't think it's a good matchup uh, for Foles. I think that they're really tough against the pass. And Chicago needs to pass the ball to, to you know to be able to move the ball efficiently here. They can't just give it to David Montgomery because it doesn't seem to be he's he doesn't seem to be very efficient. Their run blocking is weak here, uh, so it's a pr- pretty big advantage I think for the Rams uh, pass rush here and putting pressure on Foles. Foles is definitely talented enough. I think he can get get there. So so I won't be targeting Foles. I do like a couple of his pass targets though. Um, I do like Allen Robinson here um, if he can avoid Jalen Ramsey for most of the game. Jalen Ramsey's either going to be on the other side or sometimes in the slot. And if he can get on Troy Hill or some of these other corners, that's a pretty good matchup for Allen Robinson. And uh, Foles is not afraid to throw it in there in tight spots and let Allen Robinson go get, go get it. And he's one of the more talented big wide receivers in the league. So I like Allen Robinson at a at a medium price here, pretty reasonably priced. He's cheaper than the Seattle guys, obviously way cheaper than, you know, your uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the slate and could, could come up with a similar type production game. And then you have to look at Jimmy Graham at tight end just because tight ends are so weak on this slate. Jimmy Graham has kind of, you know, found the fountain of the youth. He's looked pretty good here. He's a main red zone target. You know, probably not a lot of work between the 20s, but uh, he could, you can, you can exploit the Rams aren't great against the tight end. So Jimmy Graham's got a pretty good matchup there, and he's the most involved probably among all tight ends just because on the Rams side, Tyler Higby's looking a little questionable in terms of injuries here. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what I'm looking at for the Chicago side. I don't think I can trust David Montgomery here, even though he's pretty much the main running back. I don't I still have a hard time trusting him here.
0: Yeah, I don't have a lot of trust in him either, but the thing I do trust is the volume. And I, I do like that, especially on a two game slate where I'm not that excited about the running backs in the first game. Uh I mean, you could go to either side because it's gonna be higher scoring, most likely. And the prices aren't extravagant, but uh, you do have to play somebody from this game. And so I, I don't think it's the worst place to go for Montgomery as just sort of, a, you know, take the volume and run. Uh, no, no pun intended. Um, you know, in terms of the pass catchers, uh, I support your analysis. Uh, it is a tough defense, you know, so I don't really want to get a lot of uh, skill position players here if I can avoid it. Um let, let's transition to the Rams side. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm curious what you think about their offensive uh, capabilities, because I, I do think this Bears defense is tough. And, you know, Jared Goff is another guy that I don't really trust in primetime usually. And, you know, I, I was before the podcast, we were talking about this, this memory I had of uh, that awful performance that Goff had against the Bears in primetime. And I was sure that it was last year, so I had to look it up. But sure enough, it was two years ago. I just can't believe how much time flies. But it was two years ago they had that Sunday night game where the Bears' defense just made him look awful. He finished with a lower than 50% completion percentage, 180 yards, and he threw four picks. And that just really stuck with me. Uh, So I don't have a lot of faith in him here against this tough defense in prime time. But, uh, you know, I, I, that's why I'm curious to know if if you have any strong feelings about how the Rams' offense can be successful here.
1: Well, the Rams, uh, you know, Sean McVay has really schemed well uh, in creativity and execution in the running game. So, like I always say, if you got a bad – you know, quarterback, we're always talking about like the Cleveland Browns. I want to keep the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands, right? So we're just (laughs) going to run the ball and we got it. So if we have a good offensive line and good schemes, let's try to protect Jared Goff a little bit and then use his, his, his arm talent uh, and his accuracy downfield to set up some, some quick passes, some timing passes and a lot of the screens. So I trust McVay to be able to scheme And use the aggressiveness of the Chicago defense against them and come up with those creative misdirection plays and the boot, you know, boot play action plays uh, and just to cause a little bit of issues for Chicago, enough where they can score. I think Chicago is a great defense, but I think you can use that aggressiveness against them and try to protect. Jared Goff. So luckily for Jared Goff, he has a good coach that can scheme uh, scheme and protect yes. him a little bit. And uh, they got, you know, pretty much three solid running backs they can throw out there. I don't know if they're going to play Cam Akers much or not. I have a feeling they're going to get Cam Akers involved and they're going to have a full three headed monster or at least a two man committee here. And their blocking schemes their execution. They were the number one. DVOA, you know, offense this year for running, which I was a little surprised by that, but it's just they don't have one superstar guy. It's just every week could be a different guy and Malcolm Brown might have a good week and then all of a sudden Henderson's going over 100 yards. And then, you know, like I said, I have a feeling eventually Cam Akers is going to get in the mix here. So even though Chicago's really tough against the run, because uh, the Rams are among the best for their scheme and their execution of blocking, uh, I think that they could cause some issues and slowly grind out this game and be able to move the ball and control the clock a little bit here. And then their defense could should be able to turn the ball over against Nick Foles here. Uh, now, that could go the other way as well. Of course, the Chicago Bears could cause issues and, and, and cause turnovers and strip sacks for Jared Goff. But that's why I think I trust I guess what I'm saying is I trust the coaching staff of the Rams to, to come up with the right game plan here uh, to help them be able to control the clock and, and, win this game here. And I think that's why Vegas has them uh, favorite here as well. So with all that being said, yeah, I don't think we're going to get to a lot of Jared Goff, but I think that you, you almost have to try to get some exposure to the Rams backfield here. So whether that's uh, Henderson, he's probably their main back, he's fairly affordable. Or if you want to look at Cam Akers, If you want to take a risk at him at a really cheap price, I think you can look at him because I think he's going to at least get some carries here and some some snap share here. I don't think they're just going to sit him on the bench completely. Um, And then, of course, I think Cooper Cup probably matches up the best. The Chicago's really good against outside receivers. So if you can get Cooper Cup on Buster Screen Screen, or one of these other guys, I know uh, Buster Screen had an ankle injury this week. He's kind of hobbled, so I don't know if he's playing. But if he does play, I like Cooper Cup to have a bounce back game after being disappointing uh, last week as well. So Cooper Cup looks good. And then also Tyler Higby, their tight end, looks banged up as well. Uh, I think it was a hand injury. That's kind of concerning for, you know, a blocking and pass catching tight end. So that's when you kind of like Jared Everett. And you notice Jared Everett's getting more and more involved each week for the Rams here. So I can see them hitting on some of those tight end screens and boot action design plays to get Gerald Everett, who's a big physical athlete, get him in space against this tough Chicago defense. And you got him at super cheap as well. So those are kind of the guys that I'm looking at here, but this is don't you know? I mean, this is just a d- defensive battle, so it's you really got to reach to find some plays you feel really good about here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and certainly you're probably going to have a couple plays that you don't feel
0: that great about, but yeah, uh, you got to fill out the roster and you got to make the, the the price tags work. So, um, you know, I also am going to fade Goff here. Uh, you could look at this backfield. I, I I would tend to go to Henderson here again because of the volume. Uh, I think to go to Akers, it would have to be in a GPP just because we're not we're not sure if he's going to get enough touches or not. And then with the pass catchers. Yeah. Cup for sure. Uh, good matchup. And, you know, last week he had nine targets. It didn't look good with three catches for 11. But again, he dropped that touchdown in the end zone that he usually catches. So uh, I'd go back to to cup here uh, as a way to get some exposure to this game. Um, All right. Well, Shane, that that wraps up the two game primetime slate one more time. And we are going to finish out those lineups for our members. So if you'd like to take advantage of those, then just join us. Go to DFSCoachTalk.com. That's where you can get a membership for a week, a month or get the winter special. Takes you all the way through the Super Bowl and you get all of our lineups for every NFL slate. We do the uh, Sunday main slate. We give out three lineups on FanDuel for that. One cash lineup, two GPPs. We give out the coach's clipboard on DraftKings with core plays and pivots. We give out a Yahoo lineup. Uh, And then, of course, for this primetime slate, we'll give out the cash lineup and the GPP lineup on FanDuel, our core plays on DraftKings. So a lot of slates, a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, we, you know, the, the NFL week is uh, just terrific with how they spread it out and get all these primetime games. So we have you covered for all of it at DFSCoachTalk.com. And uh, want to thank you uh, for your interaction on social media. And for those who haven't connected with us yet, you can go and uh, connect with us on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk. You can find Shane at DET Sports Shane. I am at Language Olympic and our our Cowboys number one fan here, the coach, is available at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, still uh, lamenting that. Poor rushing defense against. Arizona.
1: Even you say that our Cowboys fan, it's almost like it's almost like you're trolling them, even though you don't intend to. It's just because right now, when you mention the Cowboys, it's just a, it's just a sensitive situation it here is. with the Dallas Cowboys this year. It's just
0: unfortunate all the injuries and yeah, uh, what a mess. So, uh, in any event, um, he is uh, of course leading up the World Series coverage for us. So, with any membership you get, you get the World Series lineups, you get our PGA lineups. And then you get our uh, NBA lineups when those start up again. Um, so on uh, YouTube, if you haven't already clicked that uh, uh, the subscribe button, the alert, so you know when our podcast post, we do, I think, six podcasts a week now for NFL. So make sure to tune in for all of those different uh, podcasts. Charity of choice here is MambaOn3.org, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Shane, did I leave anything out?
1: No, I think we're I think we're good to go. Ready for another good primetime slate
0: here. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in on behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I am Andrew Hansen. And be sure to tune in with us next time as we look to crush it in DFS.